What's your name and what's your game? My name is John Remedios, and I'm working on a game called Shoot Shoot Mega Pack. How many people work on Shoot Shoot Mega Pack? Uh, I'm the only full-time developer on it, uh, but I have two people who are helping me out part-time as well. Uh, how do you deal with the challenge of developing a couch multiplayer game with only yourself uh, there all the time? Uh, that's a good question. I don't think I deal with it very well. I buy a lot of beer for a lot of people and I get them to come over to my house or to meet in some common location to play it and, and you know, uh, figure out what's wrong with the game. Also shows, I show it a lot at places. With your friends, do you keep like stats of how they perform in the game? Yeah, I have analytics in there as well. Um, and I try and, I record play test sessions, uh, just like the in-game footage so I can go over it in case bugs or anything show up, um, but also just to like, see play patterns and understand what people tend to do, because it's kind of hard to do that on the spot and remember it perfectly. And do you tend to invite the same people over and over again, or do you try and invite new people every time? Uh, it depends on what I'm testing for, because um, I, do, I do have a group of testers who have been playing from the very beginning of the game, and that's mainly to see if like new features or whatever are consistent and cohesive with the experience that you know I'm trying to build. Uh, but for general usability stuff, yeah, I'll, I'll get new people in it and just bring it to like a game night uh, with a bunch of strangers or something that someone's hosting. Yeah. Okay, um, what was the main inspiration? Not necessarily a game, but like what inspired you to make a local multiplayer? I assume it's local multiplayer, or is it uh, it's, local and online? It's going to have some online too, but it's the. I mean, that is not. I wouldn't say that's the best way to play the game. It's yeah. better to play it. It's very much made with local in mind. Um, so the inspiration was just a, like an interesting challenge. I'd never made one before. Um, it started at a game jam, a global game jam, and I don't remember what the prompt was, but it, it, I, it whatever it was, it suited itself to that. And also, I didn't want to build AI for a game jam, right? Um, yeah, and I mean, ultimately, it, it turned into a game about like interactions between people. Uh, and I, I think like the original game jam was the, the game mode if one person thrusts, everybody thrusts, one person shoots, everybody shoots. And then from that I decided to build a bigger game. I was like, yeah, this is kinda cool. This is, you know, all of us playing against each other together and I wanted to explore that. And it just made sense to not like have the multiplayer only be a component of that and try and build like a single player campaign around it, but instead um, really dive deep into this is about us in this space together kind of figuring shit out or something. Um, so it's a game that's about playing uh, similar controls and aesthetics but then changing the kind of party, like changing what the mode is or what the, the map is and, and reacting to that. How did you, how do you like kind of scope for new modes? Like did you know you wanted to do a set number and you've worked them all up or uh, yeah, so I knew that I wanted four um, just because it, it felt like a nice round number. It seemed like a good amount of variance there. And also a four-player game. So and also a four-player game, yeah. It yeah. went around and then... Exactly. Um, yeah, and in, in the event that like they all have different skills or whatever, proficiencies. Uh, but, I mean, from there, I, I, didn't, I don't think I scoped the game very well. Um, but I also tried to make it a little bit more generative. Like, you can the game comes with those four main modes, but you can all, you also unlock more rules over time, right? And so are that, rules modes or those like rules are like a, a, a 
the way I talk about the game is I, I, I don't actually call them modes. I call them, I mean, we can call them modes here, but so call mode is, you want. we'll call them games, right? Like it's a pack of games and each one has its own core mechanic. And a, a game is just like a configuration of rules. Um, but every, so, you know, using that, the sync example, right? Where thrusting and shooting are synced together. Um, each one of those is like a rule that is toggleable. You can customize them, but you can also like have it generated with any other number of rules. Um, does that answer your question? So there's additional rules after the base game exactly, yeah. that you can put on, or that will come on and off. Yeah, so like the way I, I, I sort of, it was like an, I, I, I was trying to solve for the problem of like, how do I keep this interesting, right? Um, and I think the four games are interesting for a, a pretty long, like a, a decent amount of time. Um, but, you know, I think what's cool about that game is sort of the sense of discovery. So every once in a while, like, a new rule will pop up, and you'll get thrown into a match. So I guess what's sort of like a temporary game that it's, it's very fleeting. Uh, and you'll try it out, and it'll show you an example of, like, what you might be able to use that rule for. And you can either kind of create your own rule set and save it and, like, make your own game. Uh, or it'll just appear in, like, a party mode or... Like, how, many, you know, how many rules have you ended up with? Uh, we have 12 total, yeah, and that's going to be the final number. Like, it's it's just too many. They inter all interact with one another. And they can all be on or off. Yeah. I mean, you can turn them all on, and it's a bad game, yeah. but it's a thing that you can do. <laughs> yeah. um, is the order always the same between the games? Because when I play no. the packs... Okay, yeah, so that's, that's, just, that's just for the demo, yeah. Okay. And you can also go in and, like, choose them individually. So if you just really like one of them, you can play that forever, and that's what the game is. How, did you, how was the decision-making process of, of the order in which the games would come up at paths? Like, what were you trying to accomplish with that? Uh, it's in order of difficulty uh, of understanding I think right so the first game zoom is it's very it's very safe right like collisions with other players don't kill you bullets don't kill you the only thing that kills you are the walls and they get closer and closer over time so I, I always thought that was like a really good way to introduce the game to people so they can get accustomed to the controls and, stuff. and also express shields because like the shields carry over uh, not getting hit by bullets I feel like it's another boss too, right? Um, yeah, yeah. There are some. I think in the there are, in the in the demo there are two games that uh, bullets are non-lethal, and there are also two, three games where player collisions are non-lethal, and two games where walls are non-lethal. Yeah, um, and those have all just been. I think just the core mechanic in those shine better in that way. Like invisibility is not interesting if you just crash into the wall and die. Um, I brought that up because I felt like you guys did a good job of like visually, like not overtly telling me that this is how it works, but kind of like, oh, okay, well, when I see the, I don't, I, because it's been like a month. Sure. Yeah. The exact outlines or colors or things you slightly change with the user. Yeah, there's um, like very subtle visual. I mean, they're not subtle, like they're pretty distinct. Like the walls, when they're hazardous, are. Like gray and spiky, and then when they're safe, they have uh, they're blue and their their edges are curved, right? They have a little they're rounded. Um, and yeah, I, I think that was important because we don't. I mean, I don't want to write anything if I don't have to. Uh, I, I would rather just show you something and let you figure it out. And like, I don't tell anyone what a rule is or how a game works unless I don't know. I mean, I think I do in menus and stuff, but that's just sort of supplementary to the the primary game play experience. 
which I'd rather let you jump into and just like see and know as quickly as you can. Because it takes seconds to learn it, and yeah. it's not one round. Yeah, At least you in do the patch demo, you can lose a couple times and yeah. get get the hang of it. Yeah, in the full version of the game, the, the default number of points that you're trying to get is actually five. It was like lessened to help people actually play more games at PAX. Uh, there's a fair amount of like comedic writing in the game. Uh, when did that come in? How have you updated it? Have you scrapped things? They have not become funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. I scrap a lot of stuff. I mean, I, it came up because I just. I think it adds a personality to the game. Like, it feels really stagnant without it. And I like jokes. Like, I, I, I think it's very much in the spirit of the game to laugh, right? And usually when people are discovering a rule or, like, playing a game for the first time, something will happen and then someone will win or everyone will die or whatever, and they'll laugh. And I, it just feel, felt consistent to, like, end the round with a... or end, like, a match or something with a little joke with their stupid name, right? Um, but stuff that... Uh, and I mean, I, I kind of playtest that stuff. Mostly, it's it's things that I find funny. Is that like socially sourced at all? Uh, yeah, just like very loosely. Like I don't like there's I don't really write any numbers down. I just get a feel for things. Like I don't really like having references in there. Um, oh, references can be dangerous slash irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that I mean it depends on who the group is, right? Like if you don't if you don't get it, it's not gonna it's not gonna be funny for you. Um, so I, I go more the, like, playful slash absurdist route. But is it all, like, you just in a blank room? Oh, 100%, so, yeah. Okay, so it's not like your buddy's nickname is the Mooj. I mean, I do... And that's a funny nickname, and then you put it in the game. There, there are some nicknames that I, I have in there, and that's more, that's less like, I think this is a funny nickname, and more just like, I... You're a person in my life, and I want to put you right, in there. Special thanks. Yeah, like you want J- to shout out any of the nicknames. Yeah, Jason B. Kaplan, who's a real person, and just like my—he's just a good friend of mine. That's his government name. That's his government name. Yeah, he's also one of the Steam trading cards. And it's just a picture of him. What's the picture? Baby photo? Uh, no, it's an illustration of him that I had commissioned. Who commissioned the illustration? Uh, Emma Burkett is the artist who did all the Steam trading cards, and she did a great job. It's, it looks great. Looks hilarious. He's holding. He's shirtless, holding a succulent. What's a succulent? It's like a it's like a tiny plant. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, I mean, there there are. I guess there are personal references, but like those have no bearing on the real world. Like nobody will understand that or really care about it. Um, so it's more funny for me. And then sometimes people find that, you know, sometimes things that are normal are funny to people because it, it feels out of place when you have a bunch of joke names yeah, like then, Doug or something exactly uh, so thanks for being on the question bus oh hey th- thanks for having me on the question bus oh what a good name I said buff that's yeah. better um, yeah that's why I like to not tell people if I don't have to yeah that's great um, why would you because actually most people don't ask like what the name of the podcast is until after yeah but I think that reveal is funny it's so funny um and, uh, I mean, yeah, there's merchandise. Um, Do you have a literal bus? No, I don't have a bus yet. Though, like, somebody, uh, close, like, somebody bought a fucking, like, Greyhound bus yeah. in my neighborhood. Yeah. And it's, like, a bunch of residential parking. And they've been parking <laughs> it around. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. Why do you have a residential bus? And now it's like a super activism bus. I don't know what it's activating for or whatever the verb is for activism, but it's like 
full of banners of something, something changed. <laughs> just a cause. Yeah. yeah like, I didn't. I was looking at. It, I was like, oh wow, like that bus now is illegally parked and <laughs> yeah, uh, is is an activism bus. And impassioned. Uh, but no, I don't have a bus. Uh, it's a callback to our dev streams. Oh, cool. Um, uh, just the way I met Starcy Pilton guy once. Yeah. Um, I love Alex. He's a great he guy. Went, you're the question bus guy. Yeah. Uh, and I said, yeah. So this is before the podcast, just because I, I name, I categorize all the chat. Because uh, I believe that like somebody should be looking at the chat, and the people who are doing the development should not. Sure. Like, no, there should be like some sort of filter, so like totally. I can filter stuff out and yeah. find stuff that's funny and order it and keep track of things because people will just like flip over and mention comment twenty when comment fourteen has not been addressed. Yeah. Um, and also, if you're watching it afterwards, it makes it a lot easier. Totally. Actually, on the Twitch chat, um, if you're cataloging it. But anyways, thanks for being on. Is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I mean, just the game. Um, shoot, shoot, make pack. Hopefully, coming out March, Steam console launches soon after that. Uh, you can check it out at ssmpgame.com. And that's it. So decent URL. You don't have any social medias. Oh, yeah, we do. We have a Twitter, at SSMP Game. Um, also, at Actual underscore Humans is the studio. And your Twitter account. At John Remedios. J-O-N-R-E-M-E-D-I-O-S. That's any Instagram? Uh, yeah, I think those all have Instagrams with the exact same. And, and uh, no. Snapchat? No Snapchat. No, I can't do it. I don't know why. I don't can't get... monetize teens? Yeah, I can't monetize those teens. I don't know. They're all... I feel old and disconnected every time I try and send a snap to anyone. I never sent one, but I like it because, like, there's seven people in my life that actually use it. Yeah. And they... I get to, like, see their day-to-day life, yeah, which I'm... is kind of... Which is, like, Facebook, everybody's posting. So it's sure, yeah. Thing. Um, Makes sense. I've only... I only... I like that, too, I guess. Sometimes... Um, and I also like just sending a snap to one person, uh, and, and it's always of me. It's the same snap every time, and it's just me licking my lips. So that's it's slower. Yeah. Do you go top first? Uh, yeah, I go top. I go like from left to right. And of then your right. left to of right, my, yeah. not the viewers. Yeah, left not, right. a, not, not that the it's on. Yeah. Um, well, I might flip it. Uh, I can't. I think it depends on your camera. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of people that like stream things that don't understand the camera flip, and yeah. then they write something and then put it up to the camera, and it's backwards. It's totally backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I hope you have a good rest of the show. Thanks. You too, man.